0: So this is bad. All right. Try that one. How about now? Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's start over. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're <laughs> listening to a certain degree on WVRK, Winter Park, Florida. Christine Mertz. Howdy. Oh, I feel like we already interviewed you. We don't need anything else from you. Thank you so much for being here All today. All right. Take care. <laughs> so early. Uh, Christine is here from the Cornerstone Hospice and Palliative Care, and uh, you are the volunteer services manager. Mm-hmm along with being the pet piece of mind coordinator. Yes. So we're gonna get into what all of that means in a second. But okay. first of all, I don't know you from Adam. Okay. So you could be named Adam. I'm not sure, I don't think so. But the idea is that I invite people on that I don't know. So oftentimes I'm asking some guests for suggestions and somebody suggested you, Stephanie uh, Esquia Rosa from the Florida Film Academy said, mm-hmm. you have to interview uh, Christine. You have to talk <laughs> to her, you have to get her in here at 7 a.m. in the morning, because if I'm that miserable, then Christine has to be that miserable, too. <laughs> Those were her exact words, I'm I think. Sure. I'm summing I'm sure. up. I'm summing up. So let's get to know you a little bit better. We're going to play a game. Uh, it's basically word association. So I say something, you say something. But instead of just saying the first thing that comes to mind, since it's early in the morning and you haven't had that much coffee yet, and we can't swear, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to say one of two things. So the game this week is eat or run. So it's usually eat and run. Mm -hmm. We're going to play eat or run because what's better than eating? So if you're for something, you say eat. And so eating is great. It gives you fuel. It is the fuel of the economy. It tastes good most of the time. With every meal, I have dessert, which is okay. (laughs) So eat is good. So eat, you're for it. Uh, Run, who wants to do that? (laughs) It's bad for you. It's bad for, let's just list off the things it's bad for as far as your body goes. Knees. Uh elbows all of your joints right Mm -hmm. ankles Mm -hmm. that's another joint so i guess i could stop saying that uh shoes it's bad for the environment you're constantly throwing out shoes you run once you throw out like they're (laughs) disposable, as far as i know so run is bad okay
1: okay so i'll just toss out that i ran two marathons
0: okay well that's (laughs) something (laughs) I mean, today? Yeah, right. Then I'm not impressed. Yeah, it's called (laughs) I-4. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so Cadbury eggs. Eat or run? Eat. Oh, okay. You for them? Absolutely. What do you think is in them? Or do you not think about that part? I don't think about it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Tiny houses. Eat. Yeah? Yeah. Would you get one? You're about to get married. So probably not.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, Actually, a friend of ours makes tiny houses. They're called Trekker Trailers is the company. And yes, I'm totally plugging that. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, if people want to live more simply, I'm not one of those people because I have way too much junk.
0: Yeah. So um, but that's the idea, right? Like you have to rid yourself of that. Yeah. And you'll maybe feel better. Maybe. I guess it's, it would be an issue if you got the tiny house and kept your own house. So you parked the tiny house out back. <laughs> yeah,
1: and stored so all your the, stuff in it. In the,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. You lived in the tiny house and the big house had all your uh, hoarding collection. <laughs> uh, okay, so dessert. How do you feel about dessert? Oh, my gosh. Eat. Okay, what's your favorite? I don't really have a favorite. <laughs> uh, uh, pie or uh, cobbler? Pie. Ice cream or cake, both. <laughs> okay, All right, fair enough. So you have a little bit of a sweet tooth. Is oh what yeah. I'm getting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, and I learned from a gentleman that um, I used to take care of that. He was in his eighties, and we would go out to lunch, and you had to have dessert, no yeah. matter how full you were. It was just one of life's simple
0: pleasures. Yeah, I'm. I'm for that. That's why I have dessert with breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is because you never know. You never know if what you're going to get with lunch. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. dessert's going to be available. All right. So we have one more question for you. And this is a question from the past guest. You have to pick pink or green. And while you pick one and read the last question that's on the list, I'll go ahead and tell everybody that today's music is all going to be pet related because we're going to talk a lot about pet adoption. We're going to talk about planning for your pet uh, as you get older or as maybe your parents get older. In my case, got to see everybody this weekend and uh, was thinking a little bit about that. And so, uh, the music today is going to be about animals. So we've got tigers and dogs and canaries and gazelles, all the usual pets that you would have in the U S uh, gators, and let's see dust bunnies. So that's a bit of a stretch and those sorts of things. Okay. So now uh, and we'll hear from Nickel Creek ode to a butterfly. Coming up because i actually raised butterflies at one point nice and so what is the question and what is your answer christine
1: how do you feel about the color purple not the movie what is your favorite purple item oh okay and it's funny haha and funny ironic um i was just explaining to someone yesterday about how originally my colors for my wedding were going to be greens and purples like sage greens and purples okay and so for a few months I had it in my head and I was planning out the colors and how they were going to be implemented. And then um, my fiance, Derek, one day tells me, you know, I don't really like the color purple.
0: So, the color, not the movie.
1: Not the movie, right. Okay. And so it was mind blown. I'd had it in my head that that was going to be the plan. And so that I gave him that one consolation.
0: So, okay. So you feel like having that one thing as a compromise is okay? Yeah. Rather than put your foot down now, yeah, that was sort of established that you're in charge.
1: That was the one. That was the one thing. Well, I was kind of in charge by saying, "I'll
0: give you this one." Okay. (laughs) Well, very nice. Thank you very much, Christine. And then, so now we get, now we know you a little bit better. Okay. So we're going to play some music, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about pet peace of mind, about Cornerstone Mm -hmm. and you, a little more about you. So, thank you very much. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Fleet Foxes on WPRK. Oh, he's not done. All right. Well, I didn't know. Fleet Foxes on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That is the Tiger Mountain Peasant song from their self-titled album from 2008. And Nickel Creek started us off with Ode to a Butterfly uh, from their self-titled album. So we're doing a lot of self-titled album. My self-titled album would be Nick. Good morning. Thank you for being here. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. So butterflies, tigers potential pets that you might have. And I'm here with somebody who knows a lot about pets. Christine Mertz. Good morning again, Christine. Good morning. Thank you for being here. So you serve a couple of different roles at the Cornerstone Hospice and Palliative Care. Is it center? Is it just Cornerstone Hospice and Palliative Care? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so one of the reasons had you on uh was because you know of your work with pets Mm -hmm. and i was kind of thinking about it this way is what you do with cornerstone is very interesting to me because uh i was home for easter i saw some of my family and we don't talk about politics anymore because that's just not something that we can have a conversation that doesn't instigate yelling and so we talk about or we tend to talk about death so we talk about (coughs) wills and we talk about You know, what's going to happen to this and what's going to happen to that? But looking into what you're doing over at Cornerstone was very interesting because I try to, you know, I I think, I don't think I'm the outlier. I don't try to think or I don't want to think about any of that Mm -hmm. when it comes to my parents, when it comes to myself. But the idea that with uh, Pet Peace of Mind, which you're the coordinator for over at Cornerstone, is... You know you have to think about that because you're not just thinking about yourself you're thinking about your pets as well mm-hmm. so if you wouldn't mind just talking about a little bit about what you do there cuz I know you're also the volunteer services coordinator there mm-hmm. so talk about Cornerstone and then we'll segue it into pet peace of mind
1: okay uh, Cornerstone Hospice has been around since 1984 we started in Lake and Sumter counties and now we cover seven counties so we're also in Orange and Osceola and Polk Highlands and Hardy and um, It is uh, end-of-life care. People have to be diagnosed with a terminal illness and have a prognosis of six months or less. Doesn't mean they have to die in six months. Um, We reassess them on a regular basis. We've had people on services for two years. We have people sometimes who graduate from services. I had a woman call who was wanting to volunteer, and she says, oh, yeah, my husband was on Your services and he got kicked off because he was too healthy I said well we call that graduating (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so we also do a lot with helping patients and families prepare funeral arrangements advance directives things like that and um, where pet peace of mind comes in is uh, first and foremost it is to help patients and pets stay together during hospice care Mm -hmm. So there's a national organization called Pet Peace of Mind. It was originally started by the Banfield Charitable Trust, not to be confused with Petsmart. Um and it now is its own entity and they have a website petpeaceofmind.org. And so um nonprofit hospices all over the United States can have the program. Cornerstone Hospice was the first in Florida to bring the program on and uh, we recognize the the importance of people's relationships with their pets.
0: Right, keeping your pet during, especially that time, yeah. uh, transition into uh, which I'm sure you make it as easy as possible. But having your pet with you probably makes it even easier. Right,
1: and and you know when you're not feeling good or you can't get out of bed, whether you have the flu or you're dying. You uh, you want your pets with you, but you may not be able to get up and fill their water bowl or take walk them for on, a walk. Yeah. Or So we have volunteers that go through a core training and then an additional training for pet peace of mind. And they do things like walk dogs, deliver food, transport pets to and from the vet or groomer, um, occasionally foster. We'll, we'll have anybody in the community who's willing to foster do that. They don't have to be a volunteer. And... Um, So anything to help that, keep that connection, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the main, that's the core of what Pet Peace of Mind is. And then an element that we brought into it too is, you know, we know where Aunt Gertrude's lamp is going to go, or we know who's going to get this house or that money, but we do not typically think about who
0: what's going to happen to whiskers or sparky and um so So if your family is out of state and they can't take the dog so mm -hmm. you kind of added on this additional uh service to help the pets out Mm -hmm. by finding them homes
1: by assisting with planning okay and then uh we have a network of rescues and and no kill shelters and community pet lovers that we reach out to to help find foster homes and adoptive homes for these pets with keeping in mind that we want to keep those pets with the patient as long as possible. Some patients will relinquish their pets before they pass. Some of them really appreciate being able to keep them until they pass. And the family uh, is grateful for that. And, and then we'll, arranged to pick up the animal and um, another thing we do is make sure that the animals are up to date on vaccines spayed and neutered we uh, if they are in financial need of food or veterinary services that are basic core veterinary services will help out so we're a donation based program so you know we have some limitations but the goal is to make sure that pets are happy and healthy along with their owners great
0: And then so from the volunteer services manager position that you have over Mm -hmm. there, you're looking for volunteers to help in the hospice as well. So not just with the pets. Right. Um, A lot of people think that hospice is a place or that cornerstone
1: hospice itself is a place. And it's actually, we probably at least 80% of our patients are served in their homes Mm -hmm. and in long-term care facilities in Lake and Sumter counties. We have four hospice houses and then in, uh, Orlando Health, we have a 22-bed unit, and actually we have uh, a wing at Winter Park Towers, Westminster, and then some beds throughout some of the other counties. So um, we're sort of everywhere, and we have a force of almost 1,000 volunteers. We have more volunteers than we do employees. Oh, wow. And so we have volunteer coordinators throughout the counties that uh, do anything from onboard, recruit, onboard, educate, because there's and training they
0: have to go have through. There's training
1: they have yeah. to go through, and they're considered unpaid employees. So I always joke that they get a 10% raise every year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the volunteer specialists coordinate the volunteers to sit with patients. Um, gosh, I mean, you name it. I like to think of the volunteer services department as sort of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So we, if you if you can think of it, and you, there's something you need, then we'll make it happen. Um, trips to SeaWorld or mm-hmm. riding a horse for the last time, going fishing, things like that. Volunteers are a big part in making that happen.
0: Wow. So, and you have to herd all of those cats, basically.
1: I herd the squirrels that herd the cats.
0: Great. So. That's even better because now all I have in my head is an image of a squirrel, well, on a saddle, on a cat, <laughs> maybe with some sort of whip, just kind of getting all the cats in one direction. So... I think if anybody could do it, it's that squirrel, right. <laughs> or those number of squirrels. <laughs> well, it's great. Well, thank you. So we're going to touch on that again. So going into your college background and how that helps you do what you do, uh, and a couple of other things. But let's hear another song. And so, are you familiar with the band OK Go? Yes. So this is—I I love this video because they do a lot of very inspired videos. So uh, one of them was to benefit the—I uh, think it was for um, uh, pets, basically. So they had all these dogs. In the video and it's called White Knuckles so I'll play that right now Next. on WPRK Winter Park Florida you are listening to a certain degree and you can hear kind of the barking in the background that was okay go with their song White Knuckles so the thing I was trying to think of earlier the video if you watch it a bunch of dogs they sort of did it as a fundraiser for the ASPCA and the Humane Society so good morning my name is Nick you're listening to a certain degree on WPRK Winter Park Florida Christine Mertz is here Christine Howdy. hello hello and the reason we've got a an animal theme going today is because of your work with animals so not only at cornerstone but your background up in Chicago, you actually worked with a number of shelters, and you're on the board still of uh, one of the places up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the um, uh, what is that called? Second I Secondhand
1: Snoots Rescue. Yeah, I yeah. love that
0: name. <laughs> I love that name. And so we're talking to you today about pets. We're talking to you today about Cornerstone, and there's a few more things we want to talk about, including music. But first, we have to do a pop quiz. Okay. So, are you ready for this? I don't know, but go for it. Totally being judged. Awesome. Okay, so this is current events, this is stuff that's happened in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you're like me and you've basically gotten all your news off of your social media feed, (laughs) uh, you may have heard of some of these. Okay, Uber has had a lot of issues recently and pretty much the hits keep coming. It was recently reported that the rideshare giant lost how much money in 2016? So, is it a two point eight billion dollars, b two hundred and eighty million dollars, or c two point eight million dollars?
1: I'm gonna go with two point eight million. Two point
0: eight million. No, it was actually two point eight billion dollars. Get out of town. Yeah. So, a lot of times, uh, you know, companies will lose big because they have a write down of debt, or a big financial crisis, or something happens. They just spend more than they make. That's that's wow. That's Uber. (laughs) That's their new tagline. Uh, Okay, so we're going back into space for a second. Mm -hmm. So we already established you don't necessarily want to go to Mars, but you may want to go to this place. While Mars may have had life at one time, so Mm -hmm. we're still establishing that, or there are fossils there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, It's very likely that the environment there cannot sustain life now. So there's not currently life on Mars, as far as we know. According to scientists, there's a moon orbiting a planet in our solar system that is much more likely to have life on it. Now, what is the planet that the moon orbits? Is it A, Jupiter, B, Neptune, or C, Pluto?
1: Oh, I was going to say Saturn, but I'm going to go with Jupiter.
0: Uh, it is actually Neptune. So no Neptune furthest out. Pluto isn't a planet anymore, of course. No, they uh,
1: reestablished it as a planet. Oh, okay, so it is
0: a planet. <laughs> so uh, Cassini, uh, NASA's Cassini spacecraft, uh, was uh, going around the uh, Neptune moon of Enceladus, Saladus. It makes me hungry for salad, whatever it is. <laughs> And what they saw was it's frozen on the outside, so it's got a hard candy shell, Uh and then it's all water on the inside, and what they think is happening is those little, like, heat plumes from the center Uh are heating up the water, and there's potential there for uh, life. Wow. All right, so let's switch over to cartoons now. Awesome. The anniversary was actually yesterday, but he's one of my favorite characters. What Looney Tunes character made his debut on April 16th, 1937? So this is, for your math folks out there, 80 years ago. He turned 80 yesterday. Was it A, Bugs Bunny, B, Elmer Fudd, or C, Daffy Duck?
1: Ooh, my I, my,
0: knee-jerk reaction is Bugs Bunny. Okay, it was Daffy Duck. Dang it. Yeah. So we were just talking off. <laughs> when we're not on the air, we are on the same page. Absolutely, <laughs> And i'm winking over here and you're not even getting the clues so daffy duck one of my i love daffy and donald i don't Mm -hmm. know why there's something duck related uh, Mm -hmm. i have going on in my head he debuted in a cartoon called porky's duck hunt so there you go uh okay last one and then we'll move on to uh to talk about music a recent study in the journal of american met of the american medical association Points out what trend in movies as potentially you know maybe not fair to people with skin conditions. Uh, so is it a a majority of villains having skin conditions? Uh, B movie protagonists never applying suntan lotion. So that's bad for uh, or C no one has birthmarks. Why don't any? Why doesn't anybody ever have birthmarks in the movies? so which one do you think that the uh the dermatologists of the american medical association are kind of like eh, i don't like this in movies
1: well i think of like the joker and other villains Movie villains typically have skin conditions yeah
0: are you going with that one? I'm going with that one. That's correct. Yay, so, I
1: got one right.
0: <laughs> so they did the uh, American Film Institute does the top villains mm-hmm. um, in movies and the top heroes. Guess what? The top heroes, the top 10 heroes in movies of all time, Perfect no skin, skin conditions. Hmm. Uh, 60% of the top 10 villains had skin conditions. Now, some of them are a little bit of a stretch. Darth Vader uh, mm-hmm. has a lot of scarring and things yeah, like that. he kind of had his face ripped off. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life was balding. Oh, he had bad skin. He had some bad skin. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Wicked Witch of the West <laughs> had uh, what's known as Veruca Vulgaris on the right side of her chin. Remember uh, that? That big old thing. And so, yeah, so we kind of vilify that a mm-hmm. little bit. So, something to think Is about. Is that supposed to be a pun? Villa, oh, yeah. Vilify. Uh, oh. We're back on the same page. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Great. So let me ask you this. We were talking a little bit about music and Mm -hmm. I I don't want to dismiss the fact that you like 80s music, Uh but I will Okay. 80s music is terrible. But we were talking about some of the more newer music that you like and uh, Wilco and you've heard of OK Go and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, So when do you listen typically to music? And then the other thing I wanted to ask you was you're an artist. You actually have a studio art background, Mm -hmm. right? And So when do you listen to music when you're are you painting? Are you sculpting? What is uh, it
1: drawing and painting?
0: Okay So do you listen to music when you oh, to absolutely. Get inspired? For... I listen to music
1: almost all of the time okay. If it's not NPR, it's music Pretty much so
0: and so is that when you're working is that when you're like doing reports or writing all or, the time? Okay, and what are you typically listening to? Um, Stuff you know. Do you play new music? Yeah,
1: well, I usually have my Pandora station on, and if I hear one more Panda Pop or Candy Crush commercial, I'm going to actually probably pay for Pandora. Um, It's working. Hey, (laughs) Pandora. I know, right? And they're louder than the rest of the music. Nice
0: job, Pandora.
1: Uh, I have uh, my station that it's called Up and Down, and it's anything from, like, Kings of Leon to Muddy Waters to... um, i got a bob marley station i have a justin timberlake station i have a a guilty pleasure taylor swift station and um man you name it i'm not a huge country fan and i know some people right now are going oh my god but (laughs) um i can tolerate it for a little while depending on who it is
0: um I think there's there's a difference between pop country and yeah. like old school country or the new sort of Americana. Right. Like Wilco is right on the cusp, of right? Sort of an Americana country. I
1: love Patsy Cline and the old school yep. country. My dad liked that, um, and uh, some friends of my fiance's, uh, their son is Michael Ray, and he's from Eustis, oh, okay. and he's he's got an amazing voice. So he he's, I, I love his stuff. Nice. So, but I'm a, I'm a U2 fan. Um, I like blues. I like rock and roll. All right. So jazz. let me ask
0: you these, uh, these two questions. You're in the car. You need uh, a pep. You just need to, to get you to come out here in the middle of the night to get to this show. Basically. Uh, what were you listening to?
1: actually i was listening to npr <laughs> oh, nice nice
0: and you still got most of the questions wrong that's what i know isn't out. that awesome
1: well i missed my epi- my uh weekend episode of wait wait don't tell me so oh
0: yeah so you should listen um to that,
1: but right? if i need a, a boost i'll i'll throw on the justin timberlake station okay so
0: what about um rough day do you ever have those and maybe it's when you're painting uh-huh when you're like okay i want to channel my sadness. Uh Do you ever just put on the, not the emo station, obviously, but something along those lines and just go, I'm going to listen to the saddest songs that I can for a little while so I can try to do something with that.
1: I go with my Radiohead station or my my Ani DeFranco station.
0: Nice. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was curious about that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So painting, uh, one thing I always ask the guests if they have sort of a creative outlet is what happens when you come up against a block? What do you do to sort of overcome that? Um, I have and not. Maybe it's when you're starting and maybe when you're in the middle of something, but what do you Yeah.
1: Do? Uh, starting is usually tough.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's like exercising.
1: You don't want to start, but once you do, you're like, okay, yeah, does that feel good? Yeah. It's the same thing with drawing and painting. Um, and, you know, I kind of have to be a hot mess when I first start. And then, then I, once I get in a groove, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, music is what the right music will get me going um, or looking at old stuff I've done or old drawings,
0: you know, oh, just okay. quick drawings. Um, to remind yourself that you're actually good at them. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> um, all I can remember is all the stuff that I was terrible at. Right. Yeah. 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 Um.
1: yeah, it depends on what I'm working on, too. So.
0: Okay. And we're going to hear Diet Sig with Leo here on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Spy Mob on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. It gets me going. Oh, there we go. It gets me not buzzing anymore. It gets me going uh, from their EP a while back. Uh, that is, I, I love that song because it's written from the perspective of a dog. So what gets him psyched up? Uh, Just a little room at the end of the bed, letting me out when I have to go to the bathroom. It's a simple, simple life. Speaking of simple lives, my name is Nick. Good morning. (laughs) You're listening to A Certain Degree uh, on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Before the break, we heard from Diet Sig with Leo uh, from their album, Swear I'm Good at This. I have the wonderful, the esteemed, the effervescent, I I think is the word that I would use to describe her because it's so early and she's just so... Awake after drinking. I think this is your fourth cup of coffee. You got some sort of, f- and some sort of weird like energy smoothie going. Christine Mertz is here. Good morning, Christine. Second hour goes by fast, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, Christine, you are the volunteer services manager and pet peace of mind coordinator at the Cornerstone Hospice and Palliative Care. Mm-hmm. Your background also includes working at several rescues and other places. Mm -hmm. So what I thought we'd do today, because this is typically the time we do bad business ideas, is go back and look at some of the ones that were pet related that we've done in the past. So as part of this segment, bad business ideas, you are legally obligated by being on the show (laughs) to take one of these ideas and run with it. Okay. Because I know I realize that that sounds like you're doing a lot over at Cornerstone, and it is but there's always room for more. Absolutely. You're getting married this summer <laughs> and I'm sure once you get married, you'll have plenty of time. Oh, sure. Because planning a marriage, I understand, you're not gonna start this until after July-ish when you get married and maybe mm-hmm. back from your, you can start it on your honeymoon, I think. I think that'd be fine. All right, so that's that's the thing. You're okay. gonna hear three, three pitches mm-hmm. and you have to pick one that you're gonna go with. Okay. Okay, and they're all pet related. Christine, may I call you Christine? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Uh. Well, if you're in Arizona, it doesn't matter. So a new law they're working on there. I don't know if you've read about this. I think California implemented it. If you see an animal in a vehicle in imminent danger, Mm -hmm. you are now, and you've called the authorities, but they're not going to get there in time. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to break the window, and there's no uh, civil or criminal liability. Mm -hmm. It's a great law. You see an animal, and actually they're applying it to a child as well. So you're allowed uh-huh. to do that now, or they're working on that law. Mm-hmm. Now let's forget the legality. Maybe we'll get back into this because I'd like to talk to you about some of that stuff okay. uh, here in a second. Okay. But let's talk about the business opportunity. This <laughs> so let's say you go Uh-oh. through the right steps and you break a window. That's not good for an animal in the car. They might be freaking out. There's broken glass all over the place. Right. So what we're gonna do is start a new company mm-hmm. and we're going to create something. It's called the red carpet. Car pet. Get uh-huh. We're going to roll it out. It's a rolled up toolkit that is red and it's something, it, it contains everything that you need to get into the car, calm the animal down, and basically do all the things that you need to do. So you would just buy this thing, uh-huh. have it in your car. If you ever see a dog or cat or fish or snake or whatever's in the car that needs to be rescued, I don't know how you'd see this snake. Maybe it's hitting or up fish. against the glass. Uh-huh. Uh, you could do that. Uh, make sure you control the situation, calm the pet down. So, first of all, is it going to have a hammer in it?
1: Mm.
0: Sure. No, because you don't want to break the window. We just established this. So right. what you're going to have <laughs> is uh, a number of C four suppressed uh, charges, <laughs> which quietly but effectively blow the door off of the car entirely. <laughs>
1: okay, and that's safer.
0: Yeah. Um. So now, is your job done? No. No, because you got to calm the pet down. Uh-huh. So we don't know what kind of pet's going to be in there right again we've established could be a snake Mm -hmm. gator uh chicken Mm -hmm. i guess you could have as a pet in any case what you're going to need is a number of different snacks Mm -hmm. to entice the animal out okay you're gonna have to have fresh water in there so every four hours or so you're gonna have to change the water out okay uh, make sure that it's fresh Uh and uh you know you might have we're gonna have a variety of leashes why so many well a cat leash versus a dog leash versus a snake leash i i think we okay so you're you're well and this is good because you know pets better than i do so one leash multiple <laughs> snacks one leash okay. i think that's our tagline right there <laughs> uh so the uh you were gonna have to have a bowl for the water uh-huh. and maybe the snacks an eyedropper if it's a baby animal like if you have a little baby <laughs> i don't know ferret in there uh, maybe a tank if it is a fish you may want to change that out uh-huh. so what's the biggest challenge with all this is you're working on this blowing the door off
1: uh uh-huh. uh the biggest challenge blowing the door off you're going
0: to look like a thief or something you're not going to nobody's going to know that you're doing this for good right so, so we need an invisible cloak the red carpet that's an interesting theory mm-hmm. so we could go that direction what i was going to do is have a pop up sign Mm -hmm. that states what you're doing okay so hey i'm rescuing an animal out of this person's car uh and then you're also gonna have a pre-written note in the kit Mm -hmm. that you put under the dash of the car with now the door blown off Mm -hmm. and it says hey this is why we did this uh and it's an order form for their own red carpet Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is nice because in case they ever have to do that too and so what what do you feel like the initial cost on something like this would be it's priceless, right? You're saving an animal.
1: Absolutely. And and usually people who would be doing this don't have money because they spend it on all the animals they rescue.
0: Right, so right. So it would have to be affordable. So Yeah, so I, I priced it out. It's around $1,000. Okay. And it's pretty sizable because of all that. We may be able to get the size down because of the leashes, but the snacks, there's a lot of snacks. Okay. So you're going to have to have a truck to drive this thing around. So that's idea number one, the red carpet. So you with me? So that's just number one. I am.
1: I am. Now, okay. can I modify these or, yeah, at all?
0: absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So do you have any questions on that or we'll go on to the next one? Um,
1: how easy is C4 to
0: get? Uh, relatively easy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that it's not like guns where you have a waiting period. I think right. you just order it off the internet. <laughs> okay. And all it's right. very safe to have in your car just driving around.
1: I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. was that so, the only question?
1: No, nope, I think that's it. Does okay, it include just, a ballistic vest?
0: Uh, oh, that's a good idea. We should add that. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything mm-hmm. else we should add? Like Goggles. Wood? Goggles, I like it. Safety goggles. Safety first. Safety first, safety always. Yeah, okay, okay. good. So it's getting bigger and more expensive. <laughs> <Bigger>. <laughs> I really like this. Okay. I really like it. Well, this. we save money on leashes because you only need one. Oh, that's true, that's true. Okay, second idea. Mm-hmm. Therapy animals uh-huh. that compete for your love. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so one of the most effective therapy animals, I was doing some research on this, are actually horses. Uh-huh. Uh, they do very well. So a Florida organization was working with uh, miniature horses mm-hmm. and bringing them into different organizations. And who doesn't love a miniature animal? Mm-hmm. Like that is super cute. Yep. Miniature horse. You know what else people find cute? Drones. Okay. So what if we had therapy animals delivered by drones? you're sad and you want a puppy for half a day, boom, 10 minutes, cutest puppy you need, just on a little harness Mm -hmm. on the drone. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you like the drone. Maybe Mm -hmm. the drone is your therapy animal, just the buzzing sound, the white Mm -hmm. noise about it, and they're pretty cute. And then what I think I like about this, uh, and it's the name of this uh, company is called When Pigs Fly. I feel like I've heard of this before. Uh there's maybe.
1: A, there's something that would animal related or maybe it was babies delivered by drones or something I have I've, I've heard of something like Is that not like how this. babies? N- I are. mean drones aka storks.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. well we got rid of the storks. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz why do we need storks at this point when we have drones? <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Much more fuel. because I'm not really sure if we need to go over the birds and the bees here in a second. We might do that <laughs> off air. So I appreciate uh Uh, you doing that with me Uh, so we'll do that in a second but for right now so drone therapy animals Mm -hmm. therapy animals delivered by drone but then also doing some Jurassic Park level stuff to try to get them even more miniaturized okay miniature giraffes miniature dinosaurs I only watch the first 20 minutes of every movie so as far as I know Jurassic Park happy movie nothing went wrong right yeah right so uh, Cardassians we could make miniature Cardassians as therapy animals so okay, the original name of this let me just say uh, "When Pigs Fly" could also be "The Beagle Has Landed." Ooh. Yeah. Or "Little Baby Animal Happy Fun Time Drones."
1: Is there an acronym for that? You said uh, it too
0: LBAHFTD. L-B-A-F-T-D. So. Labaf. Labafd. Yeah.
1: Although no, that you I Canadians might no. get that confused with blue.
0: Yeah, that's the bats. True. okay. So <laughs> let's go with the beagle has landed for that. One. Okay, I like that. Any questions on that? So we're gonna do some gene therapy or well, uh, we're gonna do some I might gene have splicing. to blow this out of the water for you because oh. it,
1: what I learned one of the many things I learned on NPR this weekend was that um, actually, it was Ted Radio, it was yep. a Ted talk. A yep. guy said that Jurassic Park really couldn't happen because the DNA from the dinosaurs breaks down
0: too fast and uh. they really
1: can't reproduce dinosaurs from
0: dna okay so we won't do dinosaurs okay but miniature cardassians we do have their dna and yeah yeah you don't look that (laughs) psycho okay let's go to the last one okay scientists from the university of hungary uh we're doing mri of dogs Mm mm-hmm dogs' brains when they were being uh, spoken to. So they were Mm -hmm. hearing the tone of words and they were doing those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And they actually found that the dogs could hear people lying. They could determine if somebody was not telling the truth. Okay. So uh, I assume that since it's hungry, the next step is to really sort of breed super dogs to always (laughs) understand everything that we're saying Mm -hmm. and eventually take over the world. Now, as enticing as that is, Mm -hmm. let's go down a different path. Okay. What if you could have dog lie detectors? Mm-hmm. You could bring them with, you could either rent a dog from us, or we could train your dog mm-hmm. to actually go with you on uh, to business meetings, important social engagements, tender dates, because mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to be able to tell this liar from just the app. Mm-hmm. You got to get in there, okay. and you got to get talking and doing that sort of thing, basically to sniff out the liar. And the name of this organization would be Lie with the Dogs. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the tagline would be your guess is as good as canine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, dog lie detectors, uh-huh. therapy animal by drones, mm-hmm. or the red carpet, which is a very complicated and expensive uh-huh. pet rescue system. Uh huh. Uh huh. What do you think? Well, the um, where are you? Where are you leaning? What are you thinking? What
1: questions I, I've, do you have? I've made my decision. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Um, based on doability. Oh um, well, that's
0: not no, something so, that you should.
1: There seems to be an about. awful lot of effort in um, the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a sign that's of a, a good effort. bad business idea. It it could be done a lot easier,
0: uh, and equally, is, mm. and maybe safer
1: oh yeah uh, i don't have to say
0: like i did a I glass did or. eight minutes worth of research on <laughs>
1: um and then um the i i like the the therapy pet by drone yeah the the beagle has landed What's not to like? however there's some safety risks there eh. you know and drones are expensive Could be. So, could be. Drones big enough to carry a beagle.
0: Um, Miniature beagle. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's true um and so, they may not even have to stop they could just parachute the beagle in what would be cuter than that that would make me feel better yes, and
1: and it would parachute naturally because the ears are so big oh, it'd be like dumbo excellent point
0: yeah
1: um so, i like the sound effects. i, the, I didn't
0: feel like i was right there right <laughs> i picked the right person for this totally
1: um i'll be here all day folks um <laughs> so I, i'm actually going to go with a third one with the dogs as lie detectors
0: the dog as lie detectors yeah yes okay so do we train the dogs Do we rent them out either way doesn't matter sure yeah because you can get like a little purse dog and yeah. just bring it and hey this, that might
1: qualify it this by as a long. service dog oh
0: yeah, yeah or so, equipment
1: for a job yes. so you could you know a friend of mine has uh she's part of companions for courage and her her and some other therapy dog teams uh sh- they sit with kids in courtrooms so, while kids are going through a trial or whatever, there's a dog by their side. So, like, oh, you can bring animals cute.
0: into courtrooms. And, and if the animal in the courtroom can tell if somebody's that lying, they're
1: lying. Yeah. Double whammy. Well, not the
0: kid, obviously. Right. But the other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Double whammy. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So, you're going to have, is your passport up to date?
1: <laughs> no, and I don't have
0: one. <laughs> you may need to get one because okay. we're going to have to go to the University of Hungary, okay. which my understanding is it's in Hungary. Okay. And uh, maybe, I mean, you're getting married. So if you could just change your honeymoon plans. We don't have any yet because we want to buy a house. Hungry. Hungry. Yep. Don't buy a house. Yeah. Buy a tiny house. Buy a
1: tiny Well, we and have a friend that hungry. makes them. Yep. Yeah,
0: there you go. We <laughs> already plugged them. So mm-hmm. there Yep. Uh, yep. You get a good discount. Uh, I need to talk to that friend about tiny food trucks. That's oh, my next idea. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So take I like your it. Prius. Converted into a very small food truck. Like you only make one thing. Right.
1: Well, my fiance builds, uh, BWs from the bottom up. So um, We're we have a 71 we have a 71 Westphalia bus in our driveway with no engine That would be a perfect food
0: truck. Yeah You just put your feet through the bottom and you Flintstone style. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So let's do live with the dogs first, okay? And then he can get back to doing cars and we'll talk tiny food trucks and all that. So, Christine, thank you very much. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about uh, Pet Peace of Mind, about what you do at Cornerstone, about your college background Mm -hmm. and how that helps uh, do what you do. And uh, I noticed that the Chicago School of Professional Psychology uh, doesn't have a mascot so I'm very upset about that. So mm. I actually came up with some ideas for that Sweet. for you because you, that's where you attended. And uh-huh. frankly, if you don't have a mascot, I don't even understand if you're a coach. I Yeah. Uh, get that. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. So that's where babies come from. Welcome back. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We were just uh, uh, clearing up some things for me because I thought they were delivered by drone. So there you go. Good morning, my name is Nick. I'm back with Christine Mertz. Good morning, Christine. Hello. And we're gonna talk a little bit about your work, but I wanna do it from the lens of your college background. So you work with people, mm-hmm. you work with pets, mm-hmm. uh, you work with a lot of animals. Uh, and so looking back, oh, I didn't say what we just played. Bell and Sebastian, Judy and the Dream of Horses, and Owl City, the Bird and the Worm. So again, with our theme of pets, Horses, birds, worms, all sorts of pets. Mm-hmm. And so uh, your background is psychology and studio art. Did mm-hmm. you double major mm-hmm. at Western Michigan University, the Broncos? Mm-hmm. and then With a minor in German. With a minor in German. Yep, because that all goes together. <laughs> it does actually very well. So I like the idea of that, you know, when it comes to your undergrad, uh, you know, you have something that's fairly specific in psychology. Mm-hmm. You have something that you're obviously passionate about, which is uh, painting and drawing. Mm-hmm. And then you had something just to expand your horizons, you know, in terms Kinda. of German. I mean, what, it, was yeah. there a specific reason for German? Um,
1: one side of my family, the the heritage, you know, we talked earlier. My mom's side is Canadian and UK. My dad's side is Germany. Oh, okay. Um, there you go a few more generations back to Germany. But my sister actually majored in German when she went to school and um pretty much never used it and i took german in high school because everybody took spanish i don't know why no one uses it um (laughs) and people took latin and japanese and that kind of stuff and i was like i want to take german and and i'm glad i took it yeah um i love languages and in another life i'll be in linguistics or something like that and once you learn german specifically not that i know any different from other languages but um it helps you learn other
0: languages and it helps you
1: with English and writing. And that's good. See,
0: so it was a good use of it. Uh, graduate school, you get your master's in clinical psychology with a counseling specialization from the Chicago school of professional psychology. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly no mascot
1: for Mm -hmm. the
0: Chicago school of professional psychology. I actually went to the website where they have like the, um, uh, the t-shirts and stuff and they had a hat. Mm -hmm. that was uh, set across it. uh, Mm -hmm. C-S-O-P-P. That is not cool. No one's wearing that hat. No. That is awful. So I came up with some ideas for a mascot I think you should have. (laughs) Nice. All right. Tell me what you think. I think the last one is the best. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. Mm -hmm. The Jung's, because I just like uh, Mm -hmm. Carl Jung or however you pronounce his name. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think that would be cool. Okay. The cigars. Right. Obviously. uh, Or and I, I really like this one, the Oedipals, or it could be the Edipals, so pals for short, because you're everybody's friend.
1: Uh, okay.
0: So that's it. <laughs> all right, you're not know that okay. impressed, yeah, that's, fine. Know, know. that's fine. That's uh-huh. fine, all right. So your background, let's go back to the college background. You're now mm-hmm. working at Cornerstone Hospice in palliative care, mm-hmm. volunteer services manager, a pet peace of mind coordinator. Huh. You're dealing a lot with people. Um, dealing with volunteers is, a uh, challenge all onto its own. But then on a day-to-day basis, you're in a situation where, you know, you're working with people who are uh, in the last stages of life. They're in a transitionary sort of stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you deal with that, and how has your college background and college training helped you prep for mm-hmm.
1: that? Um, well, the reason I double majored in art and psych was my original intention was to go into art therapy. Mm. And for various state of Illinois funding reasons, the program that I wanted to go to ended up not being a program anymore. So I just decided in to In your go undergrad? In undergrad, yeah. Okay. So at a different school in, in Illinois. And so I decided to, um, I'm sorry, I had said that in reverse. That was when I was going to grad school. But okay. I, I decided to kind of keep it open, double major. I love art and I fell in love with psychology when I was in high school. So, and I'd heard about, it was called outsider art then and art therapy was kind of a newish thing. In the early 90s and then um i just i feel like creativity and the things that we don't say the things that we see and can't put words to are a way to help people cope Mm -hmm. and i saw it in action a lot i did a mini internship when actually when i was in high school at a um public mental health center in chicago that was interesting um with an art therapist so i saw it in action yeah and then um uh so when I came back to Illinois from Michigan that art therapy program didn't happen so I decided to go into clinical psych and I was a substance abuse counselor for mentally ill adults who were housed in nursing homes in Chicago state funded nursing homes in Chicago so um I and I just saw how nonverbal things help people get through mm-hmm. you know creativity and um and action more so than words so with um in dealing with end of life it really helps that i'm surrounded by really amazing people and people assume that because i work at a hospice organization that i'm a nurse and right. i'm not um so the nurses and the cnas and the chaplains and social workers that are actually going into the homes and witness and having the privilege of being witness to this part of life i mean we look at birth as this amazing cool thing and we look at death as this really awful thing when really it's it's a stage of life that is pretty epic yeah um and so we get to be witness to that and when you're surrounded by people who think that way who are just feel privileged to be a part of that stage in someone's life that's pretty cool you're around some pretty cool people and everybody's pretty positive in in hospice you gotta have sense of humor i -hmm. mean you gotta have a sense of humor to get through and um so there's a lot of creative ways that volunteer services can help with this part of life and when i say creative it can be through art related things and sewing and crafts and we had a volunteer that helped a gentleman the painting part of his woodworking because he didn't like doing the painting part so we had you can get volunteers involved in ways that aren't necessarily verbal too um and and everybody is there because they want to be and um i guess that kind of goes back to substance abuse too because my internship was at a methadone program in chicago and those people wanted to be there uh, okay so it has a different effect when yeah. there's, when there's will (laughs) right right so um, and uh, volunteer services we find creative ways to make someone's end of life as positive as possible the the medical end of it is to make it as comfortable as possible and we have the opportunity in volunteer services to make it even fun for some people Um, and keeping pets and patients together and providing creative outlets for, for patients to go through that and families too. So,
0: so do you get to apply any of that sort of art therapy, Uh, To what you do with the with your patients and with the volunteers. I don't get a lot of
1: contact with patients myself When I was a volunteer specialist, I would be able to talk to them on the phone Mm -hmm. and family members mostly and Occasionally I'll tend attend a what we call cornerstone salute, which is a program where we honor our veterans For their service in the military Uh, Patients and then sometimes family members too. We make a point of identifying our veterans and how they die differently and um so I don't ha I I like to encourage any creative endeavors right right um I don't necessarily get to put it into place myself I'll help I'll support people in orchestrating it so if a volunteer has a creative idea then we're or or a patient or family member says we want to try this and we'll put all our effort into trying to make something happen
0: So looking at, so that's where you started sort of in the psychology realm and and maybe apply psychology to pets as well. I'm not sure. Absolutely. Because I don't, I just got cats and I don't, there's no logic attached to finding uh, those (laughs) those animals specifically, but the, you started up in uh, the Chicago area in Illinois, Mm -hmm. uh, working with pet rescue and things of that nature as well. Was that at the same time? Did you do that starting from a young age, like in high school as well? No,
1: I, um. I mean, I've always loved animals and, uh, I was, I think it was 2010 when I got my first foster. I was actually looking for a second dog cause my dog was getting older and I figured that would help, <laughs> help the transition for me. And, uh, then I realized that I, at that point in my life, couldn't afford a second dog. Mm-hmm. So I popped this eight month old deaf little bully mix named Elliot that uh, secondhand snoots a rescue my friend and her friend were running Elliot popped up and it was you know he was running out of time and I was the sucker who didn't know better and said oh my gosh I'll I'll take him temporarily just to get him out of there just because he's deaf doesn't mean that he can't live and da 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 well this little knucklehead introduced me not only to fostering but to deaf deaf dogs, deaf animals and my dog now is deaf and I've fostered a few deafies Deathies. so Deafies. We call them deafies. Um, And so from that point on, I was hooked. I have, and secondhand snoots focused mostly on special needs animals. So deaf dogs, I fostered a three-legged cattle dog, a cat born with no eyeballs, a few seniors. And all the while, my senior dog tolerated all of these animals. (laughs) So poor guy.
0: He's like, all right, I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of my cats, uh, Chachi, he was my Buddha cat, the Chach. He taught the dogs how to behave around cats. Oh, good. So I had... They to, need that. They totally need that. And, That's why um, they have claws. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would find cat claws stuck in dog faces occasionally. So, <laughs> um, so I was... Um, there's definitely uh, a balance, too, like, psychology-wise and mentally with with being involved in rescue and knowing when to say no and drawing a line and not becoming an animal hoarder.
0: Uh, That has to be difficult. How many animals do you have right now?
1: I have my one dog because he's mental and um, I'm not really able. It's too much to create and rotate and have additional dogs. But And I have two cats now. I had five.
0: Nice. Yeah. (laughs) so the other three went to college that's good right yeah 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 all right well that's good thank you very much for uh that insight i appreciate it because it's something that you know and i mentioned this earlier easter now that we get together we can't talk politics and thinking about you know talking a lot about wills and trusts and Mm -hmm. things like that and we always plan out property but we never plan out sort of you, you almost like there's this part of your brain that just yeah, 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 there's going to be these things here mm-hmm. and there's now and then you don't think about the in-between mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. your brain just can't, in some cases, I can't process it. I don't think I'm an outlier in that mm-hmm. sense. So uh, there's a lot of good perspectives there and things that I have to think about for myself, for my parents, for mm-hmm. my kids, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and planning out that way. So let's listen to some more music and we're gonna hear from Manamana with Plumage. Because again, you might have a bird as a pet and we're coming towards the end of the show. So, uh, we might hear, uh, no, we'll save that. So we'll just hear from, uh, Menomina with Plumage on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Menomina with their song Plumage from the album moms on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Oh, that was my neck. Oh, jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Nick. And I'm here cracking my neck. Nick, I, <laughs> I lost the ability to see out of my left eye, so hopefully you <laughs> do not need that. Uh, but Christine Mertz is here, and so I think you can see through both of your eyes still? Yes. Great. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about Cornerstone Hospice and Palliative Care uh, and Pet Peace of Mind. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for being here today. Uh, so this is, uh, again, something that people don't really think about, but I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the experiences that... Uh, your clients have had. Mm -hmm. Is it clients or how do you describe them?
1: At Cornerstone Hospice, they're patients. Patients. Okay,
0: thank you. And so the patients have had being able to keep their pets Mm -hmm. while they're going through this transition. So Mm -hmm. are there some specific stories that that are okay to share uh, if you
1: would? Yeah, we just did a story with another radio station and an npr based station um
0: oh w, WUSF. Uh, yeah. yeah i posted that on uh, twitter oh and okay instagram yeah
1: yeah, yeah yeah um that was with mr dodge yep. and we have his permission to talk all about him he has a, a little yorkie named huey and they are each other's world and uh we've been able to um, our volunteer specialist lisa gray has lined up all sorts of uh, a dog walk schedule and uh, between the the volunteers and the staff over at Waterman Village in Mount Dora, they um, have a schedule where Huey gets to go on pretty, pretty frequent walks and stay happy and healthy. We take him to the groomer when he needs it. Um, and uh, I believe now Mr. Dodge is declining a little bit. So uh, Huey gets to go home with who will be his future owner, Um, when Mr. Dodge either passes or isn't able to care for him at all, Mm -hmm. um, he has, Huey has a home lined up so everybody can rest easy and have the peace of mind to know that he's not only being taken care of now and he and Mr. Dodge can stay together, but also he has a place to
0: go. So what does that mean for, and, and, you know, kind of from your psychology background, what does that mean for Mr. Dodge? Um, just having Huey around.
1: He has his companion. I mean, animals represent so many things for us, whether it's, you know, the one and only companion you might have left, uh, or, you know, people have pets as sort of as their kids. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, there's also, you know, as you go through end of life, you lose control of a lot of elements of your life. And with our volunteers, we do a a um, exercise called the loss exercise and you slowly get to see throughout the exercise what it's like for patients who lose control of different aspects of their life and you know losing belongings losing the ability to do certain things and one of those can be pets so to be able to have that little bit of control with some support over that one really important part of his life i'm sure helps him you know he's still singing he's still i don't know if you listen to this story but he's saying saying songs and it's com- it ma- it's provides comfort
0: mm-hmm. so so and you mentioned i, I think this was interesting because this isn't first of all these are both things that i haven't thought about is what how are you planning for your pet mm-hmm. at that stage in your life mm-hmm. um how important it is uh to keep a pet if you have one uh but then also how Important is to have these volunteers mm-hmm. helping out mm-hmm. yeah, because again this is you know this is I'm a, this is a learning process for me so mm-hmm. I appreciate having guests on uh, that can teach me a lot about you know things that I didn't know about and things that I take for granted mm-hmm. uh, so uh, this was one of them so let's talk a little bit about the volunteers so you, um, obviously you need volunteers to help with the Pet Peace of Mind program mm-hmm. to walk dogs help, help care for them take them to grooming appointments mm-hmm. vet appointments that sort of thing but that's not only what your volunteers do. Right,
1: right. They do a variety of things. Um, Usually people think about, if they say, oh, I could never volunteer for hospice. And there are volunteers who sit with patients for companionship, respite. So a family member can, or caregiver can go grocery shop. There's volunteers that will do errands. There's volunteers that will do transport if they have a certain insurance. They um, will be a greeter at one of our hospice houses or units. At our hospice houses, we have kitchens, and they um, we have volunteers who are cooks and servers that will provide food for the family members sitting vigil for, vigil for a patient or make food for patients that the patients may never eat, but they ordered it, so we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, gosh, what else? We have, we're, love having veterans come in and honor other veterans. So we have veterans who are volunteers that come in, and they go through the Cornerstone Salutes training and they will honor our patients and and family members who are also veterans. And we're losing a lot of world war two vets now and moving into Korean war and Vietnam vets. Mm -hmm. Um, we have volunteers who will sit vigil. So those are the volunteers that sit with people who are what we call actively dying and provide basic comfort care, provide a sacred space in the room. Um, gosh that if if you can think of it if you have a skill that you think would brighten someone's day or help someone out mm-hmm. we will implement that i can juggle i'm sure that somebody would be entertained by that yeah. i mean go to a long term care facility provided your own we have actually done a dog and pony show literally literally oh, yeah that. we had a therapy dog and we have a therapy mini horse uh that have come or and done either it.
0: one delivered by drone uh, no. See? Opportunity. No. Trailer. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as far as people who want to learn more about volunteering, mm-hmm. about uh, Cornerstone, you have cshospice.org. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for pet peace of mind, do you uh, typically tell them to go to the Facebook page?
1: Yeah. Um, that's probably the best. I mean, that's usually where I post animals in need or opportunities uh, or information about pet planning and things like that, but they can go to the, the Cornerstone Hospice Pet Peace of Mind Facebook page. Right. They can email ppom at org. or if you're generally interested in volunteering or finding more out about it, you can email volunteering at org. Great.
0: And then for your other organization that you're still affiliated with up in the Chicago area, Secondhand Snoots uh, rescue. They're actually doing a. If anybody's listening in the Chicago area,
1: we're actually here. Now. Oh, secondhand snoots. Yeah, and oh, it's okay. really just me. Oh, and a friend of mine who's in Fort Lauderdale that's from Chicago. She was one of the founders. Very
0: good. <laughs> so, so then is secondhand snoots or is uh, pet peace of mind doing any? Because I know pet peace of mind did wagon walk uh, uh-huh. last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are you guys planning any upcoming fundraisers or anything? Along we're those talking
1: lines? about actually meeting today to uh with some members of the animal league formerly South Lake animal league in groveland um we're looking to play in the wagon walk again oh, for good. this
0: year okay so. very good so i'll post some stuff about that as it's coming up yeah so cshospice.org uh you can hear if you missed any part of this show and you want to listen to it it'll be up on to a certain degree.com mm-hmm. later this week uh and so i've got some other guests coming up so luckily people keep wanting to come on my show nice i don't know why if they've listened
1: but-
0: <laughs> what what
1: well it's fun being here yes well. it's what exactly. i listen
0: to <laughs> oh well that's it oh, thanks for that uh john hunter from sac comedy lab will be here next week and then the week after we'll actually have some people from the french festival uh so michael marinaccio i'm assuming is how to say his name and a couple of performers because the french festival is coming up nice and so uh yeah so thank you very much Christine thank you thank from you cornerstone hospice and palliative care Volunteer Services Manager, Pepe's my coordinator, once again, cshospice.org. We're gonna take it out with a couple of songs here, and then we're gonna turn it over to Ben with Music of the World. Uh, So I don't know if you know this about Rollins College, but we have a tradition here called Fox Day. And so I think it's gonna be this week. Basically Fox Day, the uh, day turns out to be too beautiful to be in class, and the president calls off uh, class for the day, calls off work for everybody who works here, and he does that by rolling out an old statue a fox statue and so that's why it's called fox day so it's sort of our unofficial mascot and playing what does the fox say on fox day Mm -hmm. we don't talk about that (laughs) thanks for that you've been listening to a certain degree on wprk winter park florida uh this will be jimmy smith with the cat and then ray anthony and his orchestra with the fox